Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Gear 30 on the Blister Podcast Network. I'm Jonathan Ellsworth, and you can check out everything we're doing and reviewing over at blisterreview.com. Today, we are giving an update on one of our Blister Labs projects, and this one is called Blister Community Reviews. Luke Kappa and I sat down in our Blister headquarters located in Elevation Hotel in Mount Preston Butte to spell out what Blister Community Reviews is, talk a bit about the origin story of Community Reviews, And then Luke shares with us just a few of the takeaways from our past Blister Summit, where we were collecting some information from participants in this kind of Blister community review style. So we'll share a little bit of info on that front. And then the strikingly handsome Justin Bob joins me for our Crashes and Close Calls segment And we've got a pretty good story for you there before we then tie this whole conversation up by talking about what we are celebrating this week. So that is what we have in store for you today. And now here's an update on our Blister Community Reviews Project. Here we go. All right. Well, I am here once again. Blister Managing Editor Extraordinaire, Luke Kappa, and we are here to talk about another of our Blister Labs projects called Blister Community Reviews. I am very excited about this one, but first, Luke, you are sitting here wearing some kind of muddy-looking mountain bike pants. Have you been outside riding bicycles? In general, not a whole lot. Uh, Been doing a lot of buyer's guide computer time and more fishing than biking for whatever reason this summer but today me and kara williard uh went out at got up at like 5 30 a.m and made our way to 401 uh which you go in the middle of the day is full of people but uh actually i don't know if i want to say this (laughs) on a podcast (laughs) but turns out if you wake up early uh you can get there without the crowds anyway we also have had some moisture and rain and precipitation in the past week which seriously lacked for the last month plus uh so this is my first time riding like tacky non moon dusty dirt in well over a month so that was great and i was excited to see that the wildflowers are still very impressive uh we're now seeing a whole different variety of like I rode that trail two weeks ago and it looks totally different, but still just ridiculously pretty and probably the easiest trail in the world to photograph because it's just everything around it is <laughs> beautiful. <for> days. <laughs> yeah. That's weird though. 401. I haven't heard of it. Yeah, That's no, a... it's, it's a uh, under the radar <laughs> local pirate trail. <laughs> oh my God. Um, all right. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad you were out. For the uh, 401 Dawn Patrol, I I actually pulled a really late night. It was a late night work night, but it meant that I was up with the super moon last night. Mm. Um, The skies, I was worried like that we might, we we had a lot of rain last night, which was actually incredible and much needed. And, but then the skies went totally clear and I was just 
chilling with the cows in my backyard <laughs> and we were all looking at the super moon and it's pretty great. Hmm. So I did not see the moon. <laughs> you did not see the moon, but you did get a sweet bike ride in this mm. morning. Okay. Community reviews. I'm going to try to offer a pretty succinct notion of what this project of ours is. And then I want to talk a little bit about just the origin story here, how this came to be. And then you are going to give us a bit of a report, kind of a, an initial run of blister community reviews that we conducted during our last blister summit. So I'm looking forward to hearing more from those results. But um, if someone's listening to this and they haven't heard us talk about this yet, here's my attempt at brevity, which of course is my greatest skill set. Of yep. course. Blister Community Reviews is a project of ours where we are looking to integrate the feedback from our members from all around the world so that we have a far greater number of folks weighing in on a far greater range of products and sizes and lengths of products than our rather small review team here at Blister could possibly, you know, put out and handle and review ourselves. I'm going to stop there. How did I do with that? I think that was pretty solid. And I think I'd just add that uh, it will also be a way for the same people who are contributing can also just read all of those all those reviews and sort through them in an easy uh, manner so that they can search by like reviewer size or reviewer experience level or product uh, model year or length and all these different factors. Yeah. And we've spoken about this at some different points on Gear 30 and, and on the portions from the panel sessions that we've had at our Blister Summits where we've talked about different Blister Labs projects. We talked about this a bit, but it's worth, I think, reiterating. One of the tricks around here at Blister, given how much time we spend on gear and just the logistics around that, and given that we are committed to long-form product reviews and getting a number of our team on some products, it makes it pretty tricky to just extend out the blister team from say a dozen people to a hundred people let alone a thousand people and yet we have such smart passionate dedicated outdoor enthusiasts in the kind of blister ecosystem and again folks of all different weights and sizes and ages living in all sorts of different places around the globe. And so it has been something that I've been thinking about. How can we make use of this incredible audience of ours, get more product information up on our site, get more people weighing in? And then as you just said, the rest of the community can then benefit from the results collected from folks all around the world. So, you know, we often get asked, we've talked about this one a lot, uh, folks that weigh 
it's actually always folks who weigh a whole lot more than our reviewers do, who are like, hey, how relevant is this? Um, and I, we're not going to relitigate that one because we've talked about that one to death. But now what we're going to do is create a sophisticated filtering system on this where blister members can go in. And if you're, let's say, a, a bigger dude, say 250 plus pounds, and you're like, I want to filter out what anybody has said about this product who weighs less than, say, 180 pounds or 190 pounds, or you don't care what anybody who weighs less than 249 pounds thinks about a given ski or a mountain bike or whatever, you will have the ability to do that, right? The other big thing here is we have been working hard. We've been working on this for several years now, kind of in, in tandem with the Blister Summit. How can we extract meaningful product information from people who are passionate trail runners or snowboarders or mountain bikers or skiers, let's say, but not people who review gear for a living. So we are refining and refining and refining forms that will do a balance of two things. One, be pretty simple and easy to fill out while also providing as much meaningful product information as humanly possible. So that has been the project. We've been working on that for a couple of years now. So that's, that's a few of the things. And, and um, long and short, I would suggest that anyone who has spent any amount of time reading product reviews online on virtually anything. And so let's take one little company you may have heard of, Amazon.com, right? If you look at reviews on Amazon or if you are trying to just go buy a like long sleeve button down shirt or a pair of jeans, this isn't, this is not a problem that uh, is merely something we deal with in the like outdoor sports world. This is everyday life type of stuff. But what I consistently find is that, frankly, those published consumer reviews where they're like, they say like verified actual buyer, like great. But I just think not very many people have been trained or they're busy people going about leading their lives. But the reviews themselves just are not very helpful the vast majority of the time. And so you're looking for a new fancy polo shirt, let's say, Luke. You're, you're going to be strutting your stuff out on the town. And you're like, cool, that black polo shirt, that looks sick. I'm going to be big pimping down Elk Avenue in that thing. And then somebody's like, man, the size on this is all wrong. And you're like, well, how tall are you? How much do you weigh? What size did you buy? How is it wrong? <laughs> how is it wrong? Yeah. Or they'll say, I am five foot 10, 175 pounds, and I had to size up. And you're like, from what? Yeah. And this is something that I have to think everybody listening to this has actually noticed this. But if you haven't somehow, listen to what I'm saying. Go back online to your wherever you want to look. You're going to see this everywhere. And so one of the things that we're doing is trying to just simply come up with a smarter, better, 
uh, system to co- collect data that will actually help <laughs> you determine if that ski or that snowboard or that ski boot or that mountain bike would be something that will suit you well. And then over time, as we get more folks from the community uh, leaving product reviews, hopefully it'll help you start getting clear on the age-old problem. Should I get that mountain bike in a size medium or a large? Should I get the 184 centimeter long skis or the 178s or maybe the 190s, right? And yes, those are things that we try to weigh in on our reviews, but this will just bring in the wisdom of the very smart blister community to help everybody, each of us, help each other to get clearer on some of these things that are just really common uh, questions that we bump up against when it comes to all this expensive outdoor equipment. That's the broader backstory slash origin story. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think. And while we want to help facilitate the writing reviews process, uh, like you said earlier, we're also trying to make this simple and clean both on the writing side and the reading side. Uh, We are not by no means forcing everyone to write a 3000 word review. Like you'll be able to go brief. Uh, There will be graphics showing kind of basic attributes and ranking them on simple scales, but also you can go as in depth as you want. Um, And I'm guessing we'll, we'll see a, a pretty good variety uh, in that regard, uh, especially based on what we saw at the summit. One other thing I want to say, for the time being, our intention is to have this Blister Community Reviews service only open to Blister members. And this is something we have gone back and forth on and I have thought about a ton, but here, here's, let's lay it out. By virtue of only having Blister members able to read these reviews and write these reviews, we are clearly going to diminish the pool of people who might want to and be in a position to weigh in and, and write about product. But what I am committed to, at least for the time being, Everything can evolve. That's how stuff works. But I would rather limit the pool size of people who are leaving these community reviews for the sake of keeping the quality of those reviews high. Because I think that, again, is a big problem. If this goes open to everybody, we start running the risk of some kid is skiing breaks a ski, thinks it wasn't his fault. He's probably wrong, right? Hit it on a rock, breaks the ski, gets a bunch of his friends to like leave, you know, terrible ratings on this product or against this company. And that's just one example, right? Or another thing that I really don't want to have happen is it just becomes easier for a company or perhaps a shop that's looking to try to move a particular ski boot or bike or skis, 
they're just having all their employees weigh in saying this thing is the best thing of all time. So this is a big decision for us, but I think that for now, we want to, as we often try to do at Blister, err on the side, skew toward keeping the quality of these reviews as high as possible, even if that comes at the expense of quantity of reviews. We've always been more about quality than quantity. So uh, I know some people are going to wonder about that. Some people might have a very different opinion about how we ought to start this, but we're committed to starting this way and, and then just hoping and expecting that a number of people in our very large community will, in fact, be looking to weigh in. I think they're going to find it very interesting, but it will just become yet another resource for the Blister community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's exciting. And uh, we will be iterating throughout and this will very much be an ongoing process. Yep. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's the idea started years ago. This is the first year where we've had uh, a platform to have people try out. And so for background, this past year, we worked with uh, computer science professors and students at Western as a part of the Blister Labs program to develop uh, a beta version that was unveiled at Blister Summit 2023. And this was a, a much more refined and useful um, system than what we had previously. We had done something similar in the past summits, but yep. it was uh, fairly rudimentary. And yeah, we unveiled the beta test at the summit and had all sorts of different people submit reviews on the products that they were testing at the summit. And then they could check out what other attendees thought about other products, or maybe they were on the same product and both submitted a review. And they got to experience a fairly bare bones version of it. Um, and as with anything like this, like we'll continue to upgrade and add features and refine. Uh, but it was, yeah, it was exciting to see people interact with it, read the reviews, see where opinions were similar to each other or ours and where they differed or any just like there were some some interesting takeaways uh, while just pouring over all those reviews. Are you ready to talk about some of those takeaways? Yeah, I think, well, one, one my, I think my favorite review was the for reference, this past summit, we had another year of very good snow conditions, yeah. thankfully. Uh, but it wasn't like, it didn't snow like two feet in a day, I don't think. Um, <laughs> but sure, but maybe not. I think the new, the widest ski unveiled at the summit was the K2 Crescendo, uh-huh. which is uh, 133 millimeters underfoot. Yeah. And one person took it out at the summit, not once, but twice. <laughs> And said it was their favorite ski. And it was on like a eight inch day. Um, but it sounded like they had an absolute blast on it. And they were able to just like straight, li- straight line the pow covered mogul fields because it just wouldn't sink into the troughs. Uh, so shout out to that person. That was awesome. Or there was a few brave people who were uh, testing a lot of different boots at the summit, which I think for some people that'd be totally fine. But like, with my foot that doesn't work with any boot. Uh, Cause God hates your feet. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
So shout out to the people who tested boots. Um, I know there's a lot of interest in all the BOA models available and everyone seemed to be pretty positive about those. Dude, a ton of people tested boots at the summit. Mm -hmm. Like the boot people were the busiest people at the summit, including, by the way, Hoji. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, if our next summit runs anything like last year's summit, come to the Blister Summit because you can probably have Hoji be your boot fitter. Mm -hmm. So anyway... But yeah, a ton of people were testing boots at the summit. Yeah. Sorry, continue. Yeah. And then as far as like just from the summit, we had a size range uh, of reviewers from under five foot to I think six foot six was the tallest person. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So a pretty good range there. Also, I feel like most of the summit attendees skewed on the more experienced level, but there were a decent number of uh, intermediates uh, and beginners. Definitely. And... Uh, I was kind of surprised at how consistent their feedback was with the more experienced reviewers. Um, I also, there was one review that just created the question basically of, is the new Solomon Stance 102 the new Fisher Ranger 102? And I, that's something I had been thinking about recently, uh, especially when working on the buyer's guide, but I don't think we've discussed that. And then I see it in the community reviews from the summit. (laughs) I was like, well, at least I'm not the only one. Right. Uh, so I don't, I don't know if you have any specific thoughts on that, but I think, uh, apparently me and one other person think alike. This part, we just went into the weeds, like shout out to our faithful gear 30 listeners, because you'll be able to track this conversation exactly. But I mean, certainly the new Solomon Stance 102 is not like identical to the previous iteration of the Fisher Ranger 102. But if you ask me right now what ski is closest to that previous Fisher Ranger 102 that we all really get along with so well, might be that. Yeah. The new Stance 102. The new Stance 102. Yeah. 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 We'll, we'll save that deep dive for next ski season probably. Uh, One of the things that I'm so looking forward to about this community reviews project is, you know, this is going to take some time as to build up the database of the the number of products and models that are covered by the community. But what I am so looking forward to is to finally be able to really test this thing that we, we sort of already know is true. But if this goes the way that we predict it will go, we're going to start getting a lot of confirmation on this. And this is the fact that, let's stick to skis for just a second. A company makes a ski, they make it in numerous different lengths. We have talked about a number of times where we feel like a ski is particularly dialed in a given length and maybe less dialed in a shorter length or in the longer length. And what I'm looking forward to is we're going to be able to crowdsource this. And if all you Blister members are you know, doing your part and we are weighing in on, say, the vocal mantra in a full slew of its lengths, If what we see is that certain lengths are getting kind of universally praised, and maybe there's another length where people are struggling a bit more with that 
ski or that product. That will be fascinating um, because we sometimes treat these products as if, okay, well, if that ski or that mountain bike is good in the size I rode, it automatically means it's good in every other size. And that just doesn't seem to take into the real world elements of manufacturing. Yeah. It, you'd like it to be, you'd and like it, it should be, be yeah. but it's tricky. And I think like on the mountain bike side, uh, we're seeing increased popularity in terms of like size specific chainstay lengths, which is a relatively new things for mo- most brands. But uh, yeah, I mean, if you just look at a size extra small mountain bike versus an XL, they look very, very different. And some brands claim to make very specific size specific uh, tweaks to the frames. But um, that's another one that I'd be interested in. Eventually, too, I'm looking forward to getting running shoes going in community reviews. Running shoes just keep getting more and more expensive. And it makes it kind of, therefore, more consequential to just like take a flyer on a new shoe. Our vision for this is not small. It will take some time. But over time, we think we can grow this into a significant new resource um, so that people can still read our team's long-form reviews on some of these products, but to then be able to see what we're doing or forget what we're doing and just go to the community reviews and filter based on size, based on reviewer experience, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I think we're looking at a very, very interesting and promising new new tool for people um and just to help people have a better time out in the mountains on all of this expensive equipment so any final thoughts luke i need to let you get going i know you have a couple other things to work on these days final thoughts yeah i think just to all the blister members out there keep an eye on your email for any updates uh and all this like all member benefits will be accessed through the blister member clubhouse on our website and yeah we'll just we'll be keeping you all in the loop as we've said we're gonna keep improving on this going forward and we look forward to getting everyone who wants to be involved involved and uh start building out this new new venture for us yeah and for those of you listening to this, feel free to send comments and suggestions in now or questions. What about this functionality or feature? Let us know. Um, we are absolutely pedal to the metal right now trying to finish up a very massive buyer's guide. So maybe the hardest question I'm going to ask of this entire conversation, Luke, when do you expect we're going to turn the light switch on on Blister Community Reviews? The plan is to make it available to Blister members uh, by the end of August. End of the month. Yeah. Okay. And um, Which is also when we have to finish our buyer's yeah, guide. <laughs> perfect. And there's several other things that we're hoping to have done. Oh, man. You should have just seen Luke's face. It just went like blank and white. Uh, I'm trying to leave you out of the other things we're working on uh, to, to wrap up by the end of the month. But um, so end of the month, we'll turn this on. Um, it will not be perfect. It will not look perfect. We're fine with that. Uh, we hope you're okay with that. 
that's where we want to before we do the make the like mistake of us sitting around spending 30,000 hours completely fine tuning and dialing in user interface and features and all the rest. Um, we have been working on this and thinking about it for a very long time, but we are certain that when some of you start to play around with it and anybody who's ever built a website or a digital product knows this is true, you all will find things that are less intuitive than we thought they were, or you'll come up with a good idea that we missed and we will be able to rapidly start to integrate those things um, once, once you start getting your hands on it. So it's cool, man. I'm, I'm excited about this one and, um, yeah, I can't wait to get some feedback on it. And I was going to say like, and let the blister members start breaking stuff. I really hope you don't break stuff, but I I'm certain you're going to have smart suggestions and ideas. So, all right, folks. All right, Lucas, I'm going to let you go. Um, next. We have a very special edition of Crashes and Close Calls. I'm going to be bringing the strikingly handsome Justin Bob in. Luke, I don't know if you've heard about this yet, but J-Bob has some interesting stories to tell. Okay. A recent, just, recent interesting all right. story. All I know is he's been very busy and fighting a lot of fires. Yeah. And I don't know if it's related to that, but sounds interesting. It's not way. related to that. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so anyway, stay tuned for this. It's coming up next. And uh, Luke, we'll talk to you real soon. Sweet. All right. Well, I am here now with the strikingly handsome Justin Bob. Uh, J-Bob, you have quite a story for us. I'm not actually sure how much of the story you are going to be able to share but I can't wait to hear how much you do share with us. The floor is yours. Gotcha. Well, I think I'm going to share the story in its entirety, but I will leave okay. out names. I do work for a fire department as a paramedic, and I've been instructed if I get questioned for anything to just say, I can't recall. I can't recall. So I'm prepared for yeah. that. But essentially, I have a little thumb injury, which doesn't really present like it sounds uh -huh. because it's a thumb right. and it's useful and that's what makes us quite a successful species is we can grab onto things so my left hand i'm having trouble grabbing onto things right now and what happened was i was sitting at work as a firefighter paramedic we live at the fire station for 48 hours at a time when we don't get calls and we're not editing mm -hmm. podcasts we're you know, faced with some downtime. So I have this new bike, a Santa Cruz 5010, and it's pretty jumpy. And we have a Department of Transportation gravel yard outside of the fire station. So I look at those every day coming into work and mind surf. And I'm like, Ooh, that looks like a good jump. That, that'd be kind of fun. So I look at my captain and say, you know, what? I'm bored. I'm going to go build a jump. He shakes his head. No, no, no. Okay. Just no paperwork. I'm like, no, no paperwork. paperwork. All right. I go out. I kind of scope out the jump. I get a brush truck, which is our wildland firefighting truck with a pump and some water. And so I start spraying it down. I get some shovels and I spend probably like an hour and a half sculpting this thing. Not big. It's like maybe a four foot tall, eight foot long little like tabletop dirt jump. 
right? But I sculpted it, used the brush truck. I went and refilled it so it was ready to go. Spent the whole day jumping this thing. I was having a lot of fun. I felt pretty confident on it. Later in the day, I finally get an audience. The rest of my crew, they come out and they're like, let's see what J-Bob built. And of course, with the audience, I get a little more amped up and I go way too fast and just clear the thing to flat. Crash. I start laughing right away because I'm like, I just, yeah, that was not what was supposed to happen at work on a bike jump. Totally against the rules. I'm covered in dirt mixed with blood. I have like avulsions where the skin's flapping open, some abrasions, road rash kind of thing. So I start walking back to the station laughing. I look at my captain in the eyes and I just am like, no paperwork. (laughs) No paperwork. Yeah. And he's just doesn't even answer me, shakes his head, walks away. I'm just like, oh. So (laughs) at the time, I was just like, cool. I had a crash. This happens fairly often. And I go and kind of rinse out some of the wounds. And there were two avulsions on my knuckle on my left thumb where the skin was kind of flapping off where the knuckle bends. So I gave those really good rinse under cold water. Didn't do anything else. I didn't wrap them, cover them. The next morning, I noticed my hand is pretty stiff to the point of like not being able to grab, hold on to things. I'm like, okay, cool. I got a hand injury. It's probably sprained, yada, yada. So keep going to work. Five days later, I'm like, okay, this thing hasn't gotten better. It's still super swollen. It might be broken. I'll go to urgent care and get an x-ray. I go into urgent care, basically saying like, I'm here for an x-ray. And they're like, okay, cool. And those two avulsions had turned into these weird looking, slightly infected wounds, right? And I'm going to highlight slightly infected. So they go, they x-ray my thumb, and it's one of those moves where the doc comes in. He's like, do you want the good news or the bad news first? And I'm like, what, am I 10 or what? Like, just tell me yeah. what's going on, doc. <laughs> He's like, well, your thumb's not broken, but you need to go get emergency orthopedic consult. I'm like, hmm, your hand has an infection. And with infections on your hand, there's like nowhere for it to go. So it goes to like the tissues and the bone first. And it was like mildly swollen compared to the other hand, but it had gone down from the injury. And so I'm like looking at the little two avulsions and I'm like, okay, it's not red around the site. It's not swollen around the site. It's not hot. I don't have a fever. Like nothing points to infection right now. And then to prove a point, he goes and grabs like a little needle and just like withdraws a bunch of pus out of the thing. And he's like, see, go to the ER now. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So, of course, I don't go to the ER that night. I'm like, it's either going to get better or worse. I don't believe there's actually a bad infection going on. So I sit it out that next morning. I'm like, okay, I guess I better go because it didn't get better. It still really hurt. So I go into the ER where I routinely drop Mm -hmm. off patients. Know most mm-hmm. of the staff. So a doctor that I'm familiar with comes in. He's like, okay, what'd you do now? Oh, crashed my mountain bike. He's like, yep, makes sense. We didn't get any information. The referral never got sent over. So we're going to redo the x-rays just to make sure nothing's broken. And see where we go from there. And he did not think there was an infection going on at all for all the same reasons I thought. Like, 
no redness at the site, not tender, a little bit of pus, but it's just like started to get infected at the site, but it hadn't gone into the bone or anything. So he gave me the info that I thought was appropriate earlier, which is like, go see the orthopedic people get an MRI and look for like soft tissue damage. Cause you might have like a ulnar collateral ligament issue or something else going on. It might just need like some physical therapy, maybe surgery, but like, if it doesn't get better, go to these guys. I'm like, cool. Thanks. I'm not infected. You gave me some antibiotics just in case I took like two days of them, which you're not supposed to do, but I did. So currently I have not gone to the orthopedic people to get an MRI. It has not gotten better. (laughs) So I'm probably looking at going in the next week or so because I do need to use my thumb. And I know this is audio only, but I'll show you. I can like not bend all the way. So it's hard to hold on to things. So there is some damage in there and it's worth getting assessed. So I will be going to get an MRI and visit one of the the famous hand doctors here in Mm. Santa Fe to uh, follow up on this assessment. Wow. So, you know, small little hand injury, but it it is causing problems. I'm not fully functional. Uh, There was a little bit of some complexity with handling like how to discuss this injury with coworkers because that was kind of a, a work faux pas to go take the in use fire truck and use it to build a Dirt jump. So, okay. I feel like I need to just have you stop talking before you like go Donald Trump and just continue to incriminate yourself here. (laughs) So maybe we just quickly transition to this to the uh, part where the good news is you have our injury insurance coverage, this blister plus coverage. So the good news all of the x-rays and MRIs that you're talking about should be covered because you have up to $25,000 worth of coverage for this injury and or it will cover your deductible, right? Take care of that. Or if you didn't have insurance and you did all the things that you were talking about, you would have up to $25,000 worth of coverage. Yeah? You're you're aware of this. Yep. So your 37 MRIs that sound like they're in your future over the next several weeks. Good news is at least those are covered. That is our actual good news here. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and that that's part of it. You know, if I honestly would just like forego yes. all these things and just like give my hand like six mm-hmm. months to get better and you know. Five years down the road, be like, oh, I have arthritis. It's like, no, you idiot. You had an injury you never dealt with. So, yeah. And this is like, it's helpful. It's a cushion. And this is like what we're, a lot of us are hardwired to do. I'm the guy that didn't go to a hospital for five days after breaking my neck. Right. So, I'd love to give you more grief about this, except I did the same thing and could have ended up paralyzed or quadriplegic or something. So I think this is one of the things like get the blister plus injury insurance coverage. And then we just need to rewire our brains to be like, go get medical treatment now. 
So yep. we're all learning. We're all learning here. Now I'm like, I'm grounded. No more <laughs> jumping for me. Well, this. I'm glad that you had some Blister Plus injury insurance. Um, because seriously, you'd have this stupid story with all of your infected fingers and you'd have bills that you'd be stacking up thousands and thousands of dollars on top of this as well. So at least the second half of this story is not true and is not your situation. So maybe that segues us into our what we're celebrating segment. I'm going to celebrate that, that you're not currently racking up thousands of dollars of medical bills with your infected hand and messed up thumb. That's one. The other thing I want to celebrate is the proverbial cows have literally come home. And by that, I mean the cows are back in my backyard in Crested Butte. Uh, It seems to be happening later and later in the summer each year, and I don't like that part of it. Uh, But about five or six days ago, all the cows returned. So I've got my gang back, about 200 cows chilling in my backyard. Um, It's lovely having them back. The other day, we all kind of watched the super moon together in the sky. That was a lovely moment. And um, anyway, this is just one of my favorite times of the year when the cows return to graze uh, in my backyard. So that's what I'm celebrating this week. Nice. That's good. Super moon with with the cows. Yeah. I'd segue into that on the super moon. I was taking note of it the other night in our New Mexican monsoon season, which is starting to fire off. And so we're getting a lot of the big clouds billowing up with some good lightning and sometimes some rain. Mostly it's just been a lot of lightning. And that's a pretty impressive thing to view. So we had a good storm cell right off to the side of the supermoon with wow. a lot of lightning. So I'm celebrating the weather. Celebrating the weather. Um, hey, man, good to catch up. Uh, I'm glad to hear a few more details about your hand, though those details are pretty messed up. And and just, dude, go get it taken care of. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what's next. I'll I'll keep you updated. Okay. All right, sir. Um, well, you actually kind of have this whole conversation that I just had with Luke Coppa to edit, and it is now 10:43 p.m. on Thursday night. So somebody is probably going to need a strong shot of espresso. I'm going to work on some other things, but not editing, you know, the first part of this conversation. Yeah, I think I'll go the espresso route. I was going to go pour a glass of the Whistle Pig collaboration with Pit Viper. The the summer stock is my new favorite whiskey, not just because of the brilliant marketing, but it's also really good. So I'm going to go for espresso instead. You're on the espresso train. That's right. The work is not done yet. First espresso, once the edit is done and perfect, then, then a little whistle pick. And if you yep. like, send me a text. I'm probably still going to be up working. And so I'd be happy to hop on with you for a minute. We'll, we'll raise a glass together, but I got some stuff to take care of too. So I know you will be up at 1am working. <laughs> All right, dude. Hey, Standard. I appreciate it as always. And um, talk to you real soon, man. Sounds good. Thank you. All right. Well, that is just another 
great reminder why you should become a Blister Plus member and get this Blister Plus injury insurance that J-Bob and I were just talking about. So we will include a link to this Blister Plus membership in the show notes of this episode. You can also find it on our website. Just head to the navigation bar of the website to the section where it says Blister Member Info, and you will get all of the details and information about Blister Plus, what is covered, what it costs. But seriously, folks, our goal and our job, I think, is to get as many of our friends who participate in these outdoor sports that we love to just get themselves covered so that, as we like to say, when we wreck, we don't also get financially wrecked. So check this one out, sign up, and then the next time you're building bike jumps with the use of a fire truck and things go wrong, well, at least you'll be covered. And that then brings us to the end of this episode of Gear 30. I want to say thanks to Luke for the conversation. Thanks to, again, the strikingly handsome Justin Bob for his crashes and close call story, as well as producing this episode. And thanks to you for listening. Have a great weekend, everybody. Please take care of yourself and everybody else. And we will talk to you again next week.